This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. All right, Tom, what do you think about college girls' bodies? Oh, I love laughing. They're oh, great. Gosh. <laughs> why don't you ask them that? Here's the reason why. Okay, try to behave yourself. I, I did. You didn't even hear half of what I really think. Younger women say appearance is more important than health in caring for their bodies because society rewards women for looking good. My wife was getting ready to go to the pool yesterday. Okay. And, and she's worried about whether this bathing suit looks good on her. Is it too sleazy? Is it, the, is it too boring and all this? And I'm like, it's sad that you are still have to worry about that now. Mm-hmm. And so then she was like, well, that's all you ever think about or talk about. I was like, yeah, you're right. Well, she ain't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers asked college-age women how they viewed their bodies and how they felt about media's message aimed towards women. Yeah, I know. She yeah. didn't ask me how I felt about it. Not, well, no, we're not going to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, during their focus group uh, and their conversations, they learned that young people don't think about nutrition when it comes to eating. Really? Yeah. I mean, I knew little young people didn't because my kids would eat chicken nuggets every time if they could. <laughs> okay. Um, they think more about calorie counting which isn't necessarily related to a balanced diet. Right. They're so, just wanting to be light. They don't want to be heavy. They, they don't want to be fat. They want to be thinner. Right. And so that's what the younger women are focused on. Instead of eating nutritious meals, they want to look thinner. But well, you can have a balanced diet and calorie count. Mm-hmm. I lost 50 pounds doing that. There you go. You should see Kato in his bikini. They <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't let me wear it on the beach, though. Here's what I don't understand. Yeah. On one hand... They're, they're supposed to say, oh, everyone's beautiful. All mm-hmm. women are beautiful. Yeah. And then on the other hand, they tell us there's an obesity epidemic. I mean, men or women, honestly, how do you have both? How do you get to say, oh, fat is beautiful and we have an obesity epidemic? I know I'm fat. It's not beautiful. It's not good for my heart. I'm not going to lie about it heart. and pretend. <laughs> you don't have a heart. I do have a heart. It's a very large oh. one, according to my doctor. Oh, no. You're the tin man. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it's like they want to have it both ways. They want to have the feel good, but they also, well, it's like we're saying, hey, this is not good for you. Okay. Tori, when you were in college or even, you know, mm-hmm. back in the day, did you think about nutrition at all or were you just thinking about being thinner? 
Nah, it was yeah. chicken nuggets and drinking at night. My mom's oh. listening. So She's going to be so either. disappointed. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't thinner also. It was just uh, she well, was just you know eating what? what she wanted. But but also for the younger ladies, their metabolisms, that's they're burning the fat off. I also worked out constantly and I walked to class every day. So it wasn't even, it was like after I graduated and I had that same cruddy meal plan, I was like, oh, Lawood, this is new. Like all the new gut. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Yeah. So my daughter and her friends are a little different than Tori. They were talking the other i was listening to them in the uh, kitchen they're talking about how some girls would eat paper to lose weight your daughter was she that? wasn't saying she did it know, she's saying she's... they knew of people wow. doing that yeah and i was yeah. like yeah supermodels used to do that back in the day is they would eat paper because it didn't have any real calories and they would lose weight yeah you know what in high school you'd make fun of the girl that date paper <laughs> yeah. that, was that was paste oh that was paste <laughs> yeah mm. i uh, used to be roommates with a model and the day before a shoot she would eat nothing but mustard and cottage cheese oh. disgusting oh, wow. i'm over there with like a full pizza by myself i'm like you go girl why would mustard <laughs> and cottage cheese so mustard has vinegar which helps to get rid of the water weight and cottage cheese i don't know maybe just to help kind of fill her up without the calories that right. one i'm not sure i don't want you to supersize that for me <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. so was it, now being a roommate with a model that had to drive you crazy you just accept being the ugly one. <laughs> <laughs> just is what it is. She is me. She has stolen my identity. That's, I used to hang out with people and like Hawk. I would go around with Hawk yeah. and I knew I was the ugly one. Yeah. But I did have a friend in Tampa, Big Bad John, who was uglier than me. And that was really kind of oh, cool. Wow. Okay. Because one thing you found was if you went to like a, a anywhere and you were the better looking one, then even the hot chicks would they would take the best of what was available. So I would do really good when I went out with John. You had to stay uh, all the way to the end, right? <laughs> the lights coming on. That last guy on the dance floor yeah. by himself. I've been there. Okay, guy. Tori. <laughs> well, you know, looking at this, I guess, subject about young girls and college girls and thinking about their bodies, as I look back mm. at this conversation that we've had, someone has not behaved professionally during this segment. And next time, I'm going to have to ask Tori to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Okay, we've talked a lot about restaurants and food and things that you can look out for when you're going out to eat. But I stumbled across a very interesting article written by chefs to warn you that you may have walked into a bad restaurant. Is this Chef Boyardee? It is not (laughs) Chef Boyardee. Yeah. And uh, this is actually some tips that you can use as you go into the restaurant to decide whether or not you should turn around and walk out. I Mm. like to look at the restrooms and try to determine, but sometimes that's not always right. Well, that's on the Mm -hmm. list, Cato. Now, I went to a little country restaurant. It's well known. I'm not going to say the name. Cracker Barrel? I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> uh, they have a nice restaurant, nice little store. Mm-hmm. The bathrooms were disgusting. They they were smelling. They were tr- There was trash all over the floor, water all over the floor. Yeah, it's never good when you walk in and your feet stick, like uh, your shoes stick to the floor. You know what, though? Disappointing. There are some bathrooms <laughs> that are really fancy and I like, and that's yeah. like California Dreaming. They have a nice restroom there, and I've asked them just to bring my food in there before. <laughs> <laughs> that is nice. 
All right. So these are the things that the chef says uh, watch out for when you walk in. Mm -hmm. First thing is look out for is the smell, either disinfectant or a sour smell. Either of those is a red flag. The disinfectant often means they've cleaned something up that was bad. Yeah. And uh, it should generally be clean smelling all the time, not disinfectant smelling. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Mm -hmm. If there's a fish tank, look at it. If it's clean, the kitchen likely is too. I wouldn't say that's a definite, mm. but I will say I eat at Silver Bay a lot, and they always have a very clean fish tank. I was trying to think of who had fish tanks. Uh, uh, Red, Red Lobster's Bay. got those lobster the tanks. Lobster <laughs> tank, yeah. All right, Kato, yeah. dirty bathrooms and dirty floors equal a dirty kitchen. Mm, yeah. Here's something I never thought of. A huge menu is a sign that the food is, fru- is frozen and the ingredients aren't fresh. I've I think that's that. true, but I've been to some of those places, and it's still good. What's that uh, show on TV? The guy goes into the restaurants and tries to... Is it Restaurant Impossible? Something where they try to turn them around to make money, and that's one of the things. He says when you have such a, you know, pages yeah. of menu, yeah. it's too much. You mm-hmm. need to focus on one specialty. That was the Gordon Ramsay show, and I no, remember... No, I didn't like him. It was another guy. He did that, though, for a while, a couple yeah. of years back. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I will say <laughs> that, like, I like... Um, the place in the mall, uh, Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. It's good. It yeah. may not be fine dining, but it's fine enough for me. And they have a huge menu, but it's I like it. I yeah. enjoy even the selection. There's enough things in there that I can pick something. I think the, the show is called Bar Rescue. He'd go rescue bars, but they would serve food, and they'd have pages of menu. But you're right. I've been to restaurants that's good with pages of menu. Right. And, and Stacks the, Omega. Why that show interests you is because you've rescued many bars and kept them in business. <laughs> I, I paid mortgages <laughs> for a lot of them, yeah. let me tell you. Trying right. to buy one now. This is interesting. They say that generally it's not a good thing for a restaurant to have carpet because vacuuming can only go so far and yeah. a hard floor is much easier to clean. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't see the big issue. I don't even care if their carpet is gross. When I worked at Hardee's, yeah. we would squeegee the floors every night. They well, didn't have carpet. I was going to say, you couldn't have carpet then. But we would take a big water hose and just spray it down and scrub it and then squeegee it. So it was clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bread. If they can't get bread right, they don't know anything. Hmm. That's an interesting point from a chef's point of view is if you can't get bread right, you're not making any other food right but, either. But what restaurant have you gone to where you're like, this this bread just does not taste well, good? Well, that's his point. I and think that, is if they don't get the bread right, oh my gosh. But I can't name one restaurant that has bad bread. I like the uh, biscuits and the uh, cornbread at Cracker Barrel. I like mm-hmm. those cheese biscuits at Red Lobster. I like the uh, unlimited breadsticks at a, a How exciting. Olive Garden. But sometimes you get them and the biscuits are hard. But I don't, okay. I don't agree with that one because sometimes you've got a bread maker right. who's making the bread. It has nothing to do with the rest of the kitchen. I used to make the rolls at a restaurant, and they were not good because but I But were you at fine dining place? It wasn't fine dining. I think this is aimed at you're going to a nice restaurant. Well, let's go in there. I think this is good, not, not just you know junky ones. They also said if you can smell the seafood when you walk in, it's not fresh. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought some fishy stuff just smelled fishy. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, here's a great one. This will work a lot of places. If you see lots of plates that were left half full on on the tables, that's a oh, sign yeah. they didn't enjoy their meal very much. Or it was a large portion. But usually they'll take it home if it's Yeah, good. that's true. That's also true. for the cleanliness, because if there are a bunch of yes. like half-eaten plates out, ugh. No, yeah. no. It's that like they're not being bussed. Well, this well is, I was thinking he's more just referring to the fact people didn't eat the whole thing. I don't think it's a cleanliness well, issue. Well, and a lot of times if there's a lot of plates out, I mean, they're a busy restaurant. They've been really you know, serving the food. Pre-bus. Again. 
Save your time. But I agree. I'm going to start looking. And I already look at people's plates right, when you go you're like, in. Oh, I want that. <laughs> you know, excuse yeah. me. What did you have? I think every restaurant's menu should have pictures. Okay. Yeah. That's on here, too. It says stock photos on the menu is a bad sign. They should have pictures of their real food. Yes. yes. And that you know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Cheap silverware is a bad sign. And when you walk in and you aren't greeted by anyone and no one makes eye contact. Uh. I, I'm not a chef, but I have a couple of suggestions, too. Yeah, well. I think if the bar is dusty, that's not a great thing. Mm. That means either people aren't going there often yeah. or they're not cleaning often. Uh, if Restaurant Impossible was filming interviews with the staff, that's one of those. <laughs> no, where they well, sure, yeah. And yeah, if you can see sense. a yellow illuminated sign from outside and it says Denny's, Oh. That is a sign you oh, may not I be a fine dining. I love Denny's. I used to say it wasn't, just saying it's not it's fine dining. But um, Rudy, there's Rudy, a few Rudy, of those yeah. I think are pretty good uh, tips there. Yeah, I like that. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think that's why I read that, Kato. I wish Denny's was close by. This is not a restaurant, but I stepped out of my car to go into a, a store the other day, and the parking lot smelled like pee. Is that the parking lot or your car? <laughs> Good point. And why did you tell us that? I don't know. We're talking about smells a lot in that list. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Time for a Thelma Hoster crank call. She's having some problems with hearing, y'all. Yeah, she's yeah. getting older. She's, what, 83? <laughs> yeah. She's been there at 83 for a while. I can see how that would be, uh, you know, you lose some hearing. You know how women, they stop at 29? I think Thelma stopped at 83. She waited too long. <laughs> it's called anniversaries. Well, we thought it'd be fun to call like a hearing aid place and actually have problems hearing and just turn around everything they say. You'd think they would be used to that. <laughs> okay. Here we go, y'all. Do you have a constipation <laughs> problem or a hearing problem? Good morning, Donor Hearing Aids. Hello. Donor Hearing Aids, can I help you? Hello. Hello, Donor Hearing Aids. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh yes, hello yeah. there. I need a hearing aid, and I need you to help me, please. Okay, can I have your name, please? Yes, my name is Thelma Hollister, H-O-L-I-S-T-E-R, and I was given your name and number. Have you had a hearing aid before? Before what? Is this the first time you've had a hearing aid? Oh, no, I was told to come in Uh and see you people. Can you come in today? No, I didn't come in on Monday, no. Can you come in for an appointment? Uh, no, I didn't use ointment. It's my hearing, doll. My hearing. Can you come in for an appointment? Now, why are you stuck on ointment? It's my hearing. Can you come in today for an appointment? No, I don't ever use ointment. Unless, well, sometimes I do when it's my back. I use Bengay sometimes, but that smells funny. <laughs> uh, can, can you come in at 2 o'clock today? At 2 o'clock? Yes, I have two socks. I have two socks on my feet right now. But what does that have to do with my hearing? No, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock today. Oh, yes, I I can come in at two o'clock. Why are you yelling at me, though? (laughs) Why are you laughing at me? I'm sorry. I didn't think you could hear me. 
Did you want to come in for an appointment today? Yes, I want to come in today at 2 o'clock for an appointment. Thelma Hollister, just write my name down and I'll see you there. And maybe we can fix my hearing, okay? Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, bye-bye now, y'all. Bye. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> that Thelma used Ben Gay. I learned oh. something new on these calls. You don't smell it? <laughs> I don't smell it in my head. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Do you apologize too much? I'm sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. I would say I do. Tori does. <laughs> Tori yeah, really does. I'm my sorry. wife does. Yeah. And I'll always tell her, I'm like, you're apologizing for things that aren't your fault sometimes. And then people take advantage of that and act like it is your fault. You shouldn't apologize so much. And she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, okay. Um, but I've actually told her that because I fall into the trap of when she'll say she's sorry. And I think, well, that's not really her fault, but I'll start to believe it was her fault too. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, (laughs) but anyway, there's a study right now about men and women and apologizing. The first thing they found is that men don't think women apologize enough and women <laughs> don't think men apologize well, sure. enough. <laughs> hey, ladies, we're sorry. Yeah. Uh, but they do agree that women do it more often than men. Um, uh-huh. They say that women are more likely to apologize for something than men are. I think men struggle with that pride. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm you sorry. You know, we've been raised, we're supposed <laughs> to get things right. Yeah. And so when you have to say you're sorry, you're admitting you didn't get something right. But there are times when someone should say sorry and they don't. What about those that never? I notice that more than someone saying I'm sorry all the time. It's when somebody does something and then they don't even apologize. And as someone who over-apologizes, those people drive me crazy. I'm like, how do you not know that you need to say you're sorry yeah, in that situation? Exactly. Well, so then I say sorry for them. I tell my kids, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Say you're sorry and please forgive me. Because sometimes just saying you're sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got caught. But, you know, I'm sorry I got caught stealing that cookie. So please forgive me puts a lot more emphasis on, you know, I really did offend you. See, I don't yeah. see that. To me, please forgive me is you now telling them, I did wrong, but I want you to not hold it against me anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want that. I mean, who yeah. wants that? But no that's one like right you're telling that. the other person what they have to do. No, you're not. You're not giving them the option, really, to be yes, like. Yes, you are. You're saying, please, please okay, forgive no, me. No, I don't. He's not saying forgive me or else. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> for, please forgive me. It's like you're, you're below them at that point. Uh, yeah, it doesn't because always come across that way, just to let you know. Sometimes it looks like you're looking to get out of what you did. You know, hey, See, I'm sorry, but please don't hold it against me. You, you're so revengeful, though. No. That's, that's your total mindset. You should apologize so, for saying that. I'm not going to take that advice from you. I'm still going to train my kids to say, hey, I'm sorry, please forgive me. That's respect. Okay. I'm yeah. just telling you, sometimes when you say that, that's not how the other person takes it. To you, not to most people. I don't know about that. That wasn't what I had ex- actually expe- expected this to go into. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. Okay, so here's some things I did have where, Tori, and you brought this up, is that there's times when you look at other people and think they should have apologized, but yeah. they didn't. Well, I have some things that will help you know that you should apologize in these instances. These are situations where you should always apologize. Okay. All right. For example, when a woman says, I'm not pregnant after you touched her stomach and said, is that a boy or a girl? Oof. Oof. 
Oof. I don't even think you should touch her stomach. Cato, you've almost done that for Torture <laughs> Tuesday. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't do it normally. In a normal okay. world, I wouldn't walk up to and not even my friends, I would not walk up and assume that they're pregnant. I saw a daughter and her mom. And I, I, I'm like, you know what? She is pregnant. I like, and I was going to say something, and I decided not to. That was a wise choice. Yeah, no. I do not ever ask someone if they're pregnant unless I see a baby coming out of their body. <laughs> okay, you, you at the hospital? I'm like going to make sure before I get myself yeah, in that I trouble. Yeah. All right. If the customer behind you says this is the 15 items or less line after you just put your 187th can of cat food on the conveyor belt. So you should say you're sorry. You yeah. should. Yes. Mm-hmm. And go to a different line. And say, please forgive me. Yeah. I think the cashier at this point should say, Sir, ma'am, well, you got you have you got to the self checkout things now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but self checkout doesn't count. Sometimes they do. They're then, like it's a self checkout for fifteen items or less. I'm not seeing that. Costco seen that. has something like that. Really? Yes. Okay. And I think there should be a big siren that goes off if someone comes in that line yeah. and just points to the person going, you have too many items. <laughs> they need like a Walmart greeter, but at the <laughs> register. That's... Yeah. With a megaphone. Yeah. Just Sorry, like, you have too many items. Just smacking stuff off the conveyor belt. <laughs> All right. Here's some time when you should say sorry. When grandma has a heart attack after you triggered her pacemaker with one of those pranks that you have, maybe the buzzer in your handshake or something. Who would do that? Buzzer in your handshake. Those joy buzzers. I know. I'm just saying, if Grandma has a heart attack from any prank that you pull, you should apologize. Uh, Whenever all the pills fall out into the sink, whenever you are at a party and you open their medicine cabinet. Oh, yeah. You should apologize for that. You caught me. Just, I'm looking for a Band-Aid. Are you sorry that you got caught? Are you truly sorry that you were going through their medicine cabinet? Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. And if you're a middle-aged man with a ponytail and... Well, that's it. If you have a ponytail, you're a middle-aged man, you should just apologize. And Crocs. And Crocs. And socks. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that's helped today. Sure. Thank you so much, Tom. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, with the kids being at home and driving you crazy, a lot of uh, parents are, the countdown's on. For them, it's almost like counting down for Christmas with the kids. It's like, all right, school's going to be back in session before we know it. Oh, yeah, and really, Christmas is about ready to count down for, too. All the moms have an advent calendar of wine. (laughs) Okay. Well, what do your children monopolize at home? Now, do your kids monopolize anything at home, Tom? Uh, Computers sometimes. Yes, yes, computer was mentioned. TV, but not really. Do you have a family computer, or do you guys have your own computers? We have so many computers. They have guest computers for when people come visit. Wow. And yeah. those are old ones. Those are ones that like aren't the newest model because we upgraded. It's like a magic trick for Tom. Pick a computer, any computer, okay? <laughs> but like my son will have friends come over, and we've got a couple of older gaming computers that still do things like Minecraft. Okay. All and right. so that way they can all just pile in together in the floor with a bunch of laptops and play. And you laugh at me because I have a VCR and a DVD player. <laughs> I'm not sure I see the correlation. It's old in case guests come over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I right. still don't see it. Guess we ain't going to watch a movie tonight. <laughs> it's not plugged up. Hold on. All right. So uh, computers were mentioned, and a lot of families do have the you know living room computer to monitor what the kids are doing. Well, my brother, interestingly enough, has mm-hmm. one computer for his whole family. Wow. A lot of people do. But I'm, I'm saying, he. you would think being in my family, he would be more computery than that. Yeah. Because yeah. my dad's more computery he, than that. He's a rocket scientist. But um, he doesn't. He has one. And so they do. They have to take turns. Mm-hmm. And if someone needs on it for a while, then they're like, you're hogging the computer. Okay. A car was mentioned. 
Yeah. So the uh, teenagers will <laughs> steal the car from you. And we're about to deal with that because mm-hmm. we're trying to find a car for our kids, mm-hmm. but they're going to share one. Okay. Because they're a year and a half apart, and I'm not buying two cars in a year and a half. I know. I remember borrowing the car from mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a mom and dad car. And you got to park far away so your friends won't see that you drove there. Not me, man. In that vehicle. Back when I was doing it, if you had a car, you were a hero. It didn't matter what you drove. Oh, I had friends who used to pick me up in like 1974 Novas and and Mavericks. I mean, they didn't care. There's free cars to them, and they gave me a ride to school. I didn't care. I had a 1968 Dodge pickup truck that was beat up and usually had junk in the back of it. Mm-hmm. My mom had one of those little Subaru station wagons. Mm-hmm. We had a <laughs> Nissan Stanza for a while. It's Same just, thing. It's just hard to look cool in front of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> hey, take me for a ride. <laughs> yeah. All right, so cars are monopolized by the kids. Bathroom time. I know we fought like cats and dogs for the bathroom time oh, when I was yeah. a teenager. with Because we only had one bathroom in our house. We did two and five <laughs> people. You, well, you had girls, too. Three, yeah. I, yeah. Well, um two sisters that live with me right yeah so y'all would share a bathroom we had one take turns (laughs) my wife had that and they had a bathroom that was so small that they could open the door that made the toilet almost it hid the toilet so her dad would be on the toilet they'd open the door and that would separate him off while they'd got ready boy the bathroom my sister and I shared was so tiny you could sit on the toilet and prop your head up on the sink. And as a kid, I would do that and take naps in the bathroom. Like when I got up early for school, oh. just snooze. <laughs> yeah. She was spoiled. She had a bathroom to share with her sister. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy. I had to share it with mom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had to go outside when somebody was in there. And mom's taking, you know, uh, an hour to put her makeup on. Sometimes my brother would come into my bathroom and I would get so mad. <laughs> Oh, you, had your own, oh, you were bragging. I get it. Okay, I'll get it. Fancy <laughs> pants over here. All right. And then uh, the TV time was mentioned. Kids monopolize that. And food, the refrigerator. Teenagers uh, eat everything you have. They have some research on this. And 14 to 17-year-old guys eat more than girls their age and turn those calories into weight and muscle mass. So your boy is going to eat way more than a girl does. Wow, they just figured that well, out. Well, you know what? I, I have boys, and they eat me out of house and home. I do hide my little Debbie snack cakes and some of my M&Ms sometimes just so they can't find them. <laughs> and usually I put them in the laundry. <laughs> Where's those M&Ms, Daddy? Don't know. Don't mess up and eat the Tide Pods. Well, they're never going to put stuff in the laundry. Uh, they can't find the laundry basket. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't accidentally wash something. So I didn't realize, you know, as far as the guys and the girls go, I guess the uh, really? guys eat a lot, a lot more. Yeah, I mean, girls. that seems obvious to me. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, because girls are always trying to keep their figure. Oh, that's true. Guys yeah. are just whatever they can d- shove d- in their face. Does your wife influence, like, you know, your daughter's eating habits? Because... Not, like, out of her way or anything. Because I know, obviously, you... Uh, influence Quinn's eating habits I mean I don't try to influence anything they may watch and see but mm-hmm. they they eat what they like they eat different stuff than us sometimes yeah but I mean my daughter's open-minded she'll eat sushi and whatever my son will eat sushi but he's more of a chicken finger guy my okay. daughter's more open to stuff well and of course some parents say that they actually charge the kids money for what for food what? Yeah. oh my god yeah 
My mom has my nephew at times, and he's 11, mm-hmm. and she, he'll want Wendy's. She'll go, but you're going to pay for it. <laughs> well, that's yeah. different. That's her nephew. But when you have kids, it's you It's her grandson. Well, whichever. My but nephew. when you have your own kids, you agreed to pay for their food till they were 18, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. You, you took on that responsibility. Well, your mom and dad made you pay, too, though, right? No, not that I remember. Does he you look t- like he's been... Spo- uh, you're he's talking been about like when I would buy Czech colas and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's because yeah. I was drinking something that was different than what... They had iced tea in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I just wanted Cokes. Okay. So they made me buy those myself. I don't think that's the same thing. They weren't charging me for food. They were just saying, if you, you want to get these special Cokes. things, you got to pay for it. So what did you have to drink? So uh, Check Colos from Winn-Dixie. I, I know besides that. Oh, though, iced tea, sweet tea. Sweet tea and or water. That's all you had. Or milk? Milk, orange juice. You know what? I had it better than you, even though you had your own bathroom. Really? <laughs> I had to share a bathroom, but I got to drink Cokes when See, I was a kid. <laughs> my parents did not keep Cokes in the house. That's why I love them so much now. We had Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, we did have Kool-Aid, Kato. <laughs> yeah. And then there's not enough sugar in that sometimes. Because uh, it's all in the tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 